0: What's going on, Sibs Nation? Your boys are back. This is Pat and Dan. It's been a minute since we dropped the podcast, but we are coming back, coming in hot seven weeks into the NFL season. Baseball playoffs are going. NBA just kicked off. This is episode 51. It is Friday, October 21st, creeping up on that Halloween. We got a trunk or treat tonight. What you got going on, Pat?
1: Heck yeah. October, the best sports month in all months of the year. I think with everything, with baseball starting up, MLB playoffs are the best ever. Oh, yeah. NFL is like in, getting in midseason form. Hockey's starting up too. So every night you got a little bit of everything going on. A lot to watch. Be a diehard sports fan is the best time. We missed our Sibs Nation fan base. I mean, we, you didn't have to send out a missing persons for us. Yes, we are alive and well. We've just been very busy. <laughs> busy. A lot of things going on. We've been fully aware of all the amazing things in sports that's been happening. But we'll try to get all into it today.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I forgot about hockey. Um, A lot of that yeah. had to do with the fact that I'm a Sharks fan and we started 0-5, so I didn't really pay <laughs> a whole lot of attention to that. But Not yeah, 0-5. hockey's rocking and rolling good. Not 0-5. Well. Not 0-5. 0-5. Yeah, Man, Already, um, you know
1: how ESPN does the eliminated already? They're already eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that. yeah. No, definitely. Uh, but dude, we got to jump right into it. You text me last night. I was already asleep, but I woke up to the text. Oh. 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey. Y'all know I'm a huge Niner fan. Huge. Um, Couldn't have, couldn't have woken up to better news. How this sits with me, Um, obviously exciting, because Christian McCaffrey is, is a one-of-a-kind type player. He is coming off a couple years of injury. Run um, CMC. I am cautiously optimistic, and I say that because, A, he's coming off some injury, although so far this season – i mean carolina is a mess in itself but he's Mm -hmm. definitely been carrying the load uh for the team offensively so he looks like he's getting back to his old form um but he's coming to the Niners, who year after year deal with a tremendous amount of injuries injuries so i'm cautiously optimistic not so much of him being injured just I, I, obviously he's going to elevate our offense Help Jimmy G get the ball out of his hand a lot quicker He's a huge threat in not only the run game But the pass game and I think you pair that up with Debo Where you can kind of switch them both in and out You can line up Christian as an outside receiver And put Debo in the backfield So I think that gives a lot to Kyle Shanahan And the play calling aspect of things um, I just worry about the injuries And we're decimated on the defensive front So adding him offensively I think is going to be huge Because the offense is going to have to help out the defense Over the next couple of weeks I do think Bosa is coming back which is obviously incredible for us and I do think Trent Williams on the offensive line is coming back so that would be great. I don't know if oh, Christian's yeah. going to play this week. It'd be great if he does because it's the Chiefs. I don't know how quickly Oof. they can get him in or just put a couple packages together for him. Um, I'm very excited but I want to see what we do with injuries and all that type of stuff.
1: Cool little side note too and cool little dead and Mike Shanahan Coach Ed McCaffrey, yeah. uh, his dad, both the dads and now sons Kyle Shanahan and Christian McCaffrey that's a cool little flashback in there and they had a lot of run and success as well with the they won Super Bowls together that's true and you know John Lynch and Shanahan have one thing on mind is Super Bowl I think that they're trying to go all in for this Super Bowl you gotta strike while the iron's hot with this defense and the best thing that happened was with this Jimmy Garoppolo keeping him in the fold this summer with him having that surge to him I mean I think that's just gonna bode well for them I think it does kind of put them at the top of this NFC West. I mean, I think it's a loaded division, a very tough division. The Rams are there, you know, but they the Rams have not looked like themselves at all from that Good Super point. Bowl hangover. They um a lot of questions there and it just doesn't seem like the same field there. So I would definitely give the edge right now to I mean, the San Francisco 49ers. Seattle's playing well, but I still like a lot what San Francisco has. I think injuries at all will comes down to cuz McCaffrey's been hurt the past few seasons. And the Niners run in a lot of injury problems. But with the scheme, with you seeing him, he's a, a receiver that plays running back, running back yeah. that plays, you know, they can run through the tackles as well. So I just think this is a great if you get anything out of I me, mean, they are able to stay he- healthy. It's a huge bonus for that offense.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think like you were just saying, I think the capability of what he can do and the creativity of Kyle Shanahan play calling, I think that just expands. Um, on both sides of the, of the ball when it comes to Christian McCaffrey and his ability, and Kyle's obviously creativity. Um, I do want to stay within that division though, because we watched the game last night. Arizona Cardinals and the Saints. Cardinals ended up winning that game. <laughs> yeah. Kyler and Cliff getting into a little heated exchange on the side. I shouldn't even say Cliff because he just kind of took it and didn't just really go it. back at him. It was more Kyler just coming at him, telling his close coach to chill the f- out yeah. multiple times, kind of getting in his face. So. Um, I, we've talked about this in the past, I think with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray and just where he sits. And I know Kyler's very talented, although coming into this season, that talent isn't speaking up to what the contract is that he signed. So for me, it just doesn't look good for the Arizona Cardinals personally. And, and for Cliff as the head coach, not to go back at a player, just to kind of let the player come at him in his face and then to kind of take it. I mean, you got to think if someone's coming at Bill Belichick and I'm not comparing them as successors as as head coaches, but you're the head coach. Like you have to set the standard. and I don't care yeah. what type of player it is. If the player's coming and screaming at you and you don't do anything in return to kind mm-hmm. of set that standard of like, this is my team. yeah, to me, it makes it look like it's more Kyler's team than it is Cliff's team.
1: Well, all eyes have been on Arizona since this offseason, since the, you know, the the reports coming out of Kyler not being mature enough, then getting mm-hmm. the contract, then getting, um, you know, things that go the with the clause contract. And, the clause, yeah, yeah. and then Kingsbury already like he has a window to he has a lot of talent, but it just like seems like there's a lot that they need to go if they're not winning and like crushing teams and like that and setting them apart. Like people are going to wonder what is really going to happen. And is this marriage really going to work? And I don't Mm -hmm. think it will. I don't know. I think probably Kingsbury is the first to go, but Kyler was also shown, you know, him, his without his running capability. And if they don't utilize that, he does not look like that number one overall pick that they drafted and that he could live up to that contract. So I just don't think this bodes well for Arizona. Yes. Good win for them, but not looking the, at them as a serious contender.
0: No, I'm right there with you. I don't see them as a serious contender. I don't see this marriage lasting maybe past this year. Yeah. Um. And I just, I just, the more I look at Kyler Murray and his reactions and the way he acts on the field, especially coming off the playoff loss last year where he was pouting on the field. And yep. now you see this with his head coach. He just seems like an immature child that got paid a lot of money. And I don't see the investment in him for that. I mean, you see it the previous years, the way they start the season, but then they part in the second half. They didn't start the season hot this year and they're not, they haven't proven to be a second half of the season team that gets better. They only get worse. So I don't put them as a big contender. I put them at the bottom of that division. I actually, I think the Seahawks are more of a threat than the Cardinals are, especially with the way Geno Smith's been playing, which has been a big, big surprise. Yep. Um, I know in our fantasy league that you run, you picked him up this past week. I picked him up in another fantasy league. Cause if you look at his stats, Geno's been playing pretty well. So well, the
1: quarterback play has been all up in the air. A lot of, uh, you know, what's yeah. up, we're probably touching this, the greats and the guys, the older tenured guys that get it done have have shown recent struggles in early season. Yes, there's still a lot of season left, but Aaron Rodgers of the world, the Tom Brady, the Russell Wilsons, and then you're getting guys that are just contributing, and guys that you didn't think of, like Geno Smith, mm. Kirk Cousins having a hell of a year. Yeah, you know, like they're just seeing things like that kind of coming into play. So it's um, it's it's a really odd shape, you know, landscape of how it's playing out so far with the quarterback play. A lot of season left though, but definitely well, interesting. I-
0: that was a perfect transition because the next topic i have is actually one team and another quarterback but a lot of the team i want to talk about could be the quarterback and that's green bay i mean picked as a bona fide nfc representative i mean 13 wins every year all that type of stuff before the season started and they don't look good no they don't i just what's your opinion on green bay where do you think the issues fall. Obviously, you lose Devontae Adams, who's 60 percent of the targets on offense last year. Yeah. And now you have a bunch of rookies. Where where's the issues that you think? I
1: think uh, I, what I think is that Roger, they just have, definitely look, don't look sharp on offense, you know, mm-hmm. between him and his receivers, which I thought would take us a, a step back, obviously losing the best receiver in the game. It's going to take a step back, but I think the other things are not contributing either. Like the defense isn't probably as strong as it was. They're having a lot of penalties They're They're kind of biting themselves in the foot a little bit, but add that with you had a power running game with Dylan and Aaron Jones, it Mm. looks like. But that really hasn't lived up either, too. Like, yes, they get good fantasy numbers, but they're not necessarily dominating games. Every game is close. They barely sneaked away with that win against New England a few weeks ago, or otherwise they'd be a three-game losing streak. I guess the best thing that they have going for them is they play my Washington Commanders (laughs) this weekend. That's a get-right game, the R-E-L-A-X relax quote from Rodgers. Everyone's thinking that they might lose this game. I'm smart enough to know that they're going to crush my team, I think, at least, but maybe not. But if they do lose, then they're in some serious trouble. Big serious, Serious trouble.
0: (laughs) yeah no i um i agree with you i obviously the chemistry with the younger wide receivers is going to take time to build yeah three and three so they're not really out of their division just yet yeah um i mean vikings are starting to kind of run away a little bit with it but they're still in that nfc playoff hunt yeah they still Um, have to
1: play each other they haven't i don't think they played each other yet too well they i
0: think first game of the season i think vikings beat packers that's right you're right um which, at the time, first game of the season, you don't really know, but now that you see but Vikings still. are 5-1, Packers yep. are 3-3, three and, three, and Vikings look good, Packers not so good. Right. Um, I, I think they'll get it right. I, mm-hmm. Do I think they're going to be a 13-win team this season? No, I don't. You lose Devontae Adams and you bring in some you know, rookie receivers, they're just not going to make up for what Devontae Adams was, but I think they're going to get themselves into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I think that with added uh, another wildcard team in there, and kind of like let's take a step big um, step back on looking at the league right now. There's only a few teams that really have separated themselves, yep. you know, um, like looking like serious contenders and looking like the best teams in the NFL. There's a lot of mediocrity right now. I think a lot of like teams in the middle of the pack, which is normal this early in the season. But it's kind of uh, it leaves a lot of open teams, and a lot of mediocre teams still heavily in the mix to be yeah. there come playoff time.
0: No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think there's a lot of the big dogs from previous years that you would have thought coming into the season would be the ones that would kind of be up at the top of each division. And they're not really necessarily there. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into that. But I do want to get to the division that we talked about as being potentially the best division in football with all the offseason moves. <laughs> And that yeah. is the AFC West. AFC West. Jump into it, and Russell Wilson to the Broncos. And <laughs> not look like it's panning out so far. No what shot in on that.
1: No, uh, no. Uh, let's ride, Broncos country. Let's yeah. ride. That's, <laughs> yeah. So I don't think anyone's been enjoying that Broncos country. That's ride because you know, they, I mean, between Russ and the coach, who's the biggest misfit there? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the coach is just the the play to go for the field goal from 60 some yards when you had Russ in early in the season, that already puts a big microscope on you, on your decision-making on your trust in your seven year max quarterback play. And it just doesn't seem like they have any chemistry and it looks like Mm -hmm. they have no rapport in what Russ leads. And so it it does not look good. I don't think they can flip a switch, but who knows? There's a lot of season left, but definitely a disappointment to say the least and all that talent on that team and you're thinking that player is a huge upgrade at the quarterback position doesn't look like it at all
0: yeah no i think you the perfect word that you said was rapport i don't think there's any report between nathaniel hackett and russell wilson and a lot of the reports you know from analysts and and people within the NFL or Nathaniel Hackett just doesn't know what he's doing as a head coach and I think it was after week two yeah they made an announcement that they brought in some like special advisor to the head coach to assist him on certain decisions and things like that which never good (laughs) A yeah a never good and b doesn't look like it's helped since they brought whoever that person is I can't remember their name off the top of my head yeah um but I think the loss of Javante Williams was huge because he was supposed to be a breakout star this year. I watched right. the game this last week. I think it was the Monday night game. Uh, Melvin Gordon was not happy. He only got a couple carries and then yep. they – Moved on from him because they yep. signed Latavius Murray. Um, and I think Mike Boone's there. So there's some frustration with M- Melvin Gordon. You saw Jerry Judy was not happy. So KJ Hamler when he was wide open in the oh, end zone yeah. to win a game, throwing a helmet. Mm-hmm. So it's not good in Broncos country at all. Um, nope. and I don't I don't know how that's gonna end right now. To me, they don't look like a playoff team. I want to stay in that division though, because I will admit, and I think you did too, but I won't admit it for you. I picked yes. the Raiders to win that division. And so do we? <laughs> good god, could I <laughs> I have not been more wrong. No, man. I just, could it be similar to what Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett are going through? Josh McDaniel's second chance at a head coaching job. Is it him? Yeah. Is it Derek Carr's just not what he's made out to be? Or what's going on? Because Devontae ain't happy. And you saw that with his assault charge that he's got going, which I think that's a money grab in itself regardless. But you got to be more professional and be careful what you're doing when you're coming off the field.
1: Yeah, one bright spot for the Broncos, I mean, it has been their defense. It's, what's frustrating more in Broncos country is that that they have, they're have they wasting away this defense when they thought they upgraded the quarterback. Now, the Raiders have just, on defense, has been giving up everything. When you thought they've upgraded their defense as yeah. well, they've been giving up the most points out of any team in any league, a game. Um, they've been in every game, pretty much. You know, it's all been like a one-score game, but yeah. they just seem like they – they keep shooting themselves in the foot or getting themselves in, in trouble after letting up huge plays. So um, it's not good for Raiders nation right now. Um, you know, they're one in four. It's a long hill to climb. Maybe they can get some momentum going, but they just definitely don't seem like a cohesive unit.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, they had a nice lead against the Chiefs the other night and totally let that go. True. I mean, obviously, a combination of that is Patrick Mahomes is just fantastic coming from behind. But when yeah. you have a lead like that in, in an in-division game, and it's you would say for the Raiders at this point in the season, it's kind of a must win. Yeah. And to lose that, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, um, yeah. And I know they're coming off a bye week. So we'll see what happens going into this week. This is definitely a must win game if they want to kind of stay in that division race with the Chargers now at four and two, the Chiefs at four and two. Chargers have a favorable matchup to get to five and two. Chiefs play Niners. We'll see what happens there. But Raiders are not what we definitely thought they were going to be going into the season, which is a big surprise for me.
1: I will say, too, biggest takeaway is the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes is is as advertised and any Mm -hmm. doubts of him just needing Tyreek Hill and Tyreek Hill needing him to be successful. I think that both of them have tried to put that to rest because Mahomes is out there balling. He's getting stuff done. He's making plays. And I feel like, you know, he's he's got a chip on his shoulder for how things ended last last year, as Mm -hmm. maybe he should. And, you know, he probably has to take some things personal about how tyreek wanting out some somehow too so i think he's responded and i think one sure thing is that him and josh allen have run with the mantle of those elite quarterbacks for the next tier and the next you know regime of quarterback play they are the alphas and they are the ones that we look at that they're gonna have to get through and they're not going anywhere soon so they have lived up to all the hype and more and it's gonna be cool i hope they get to run into each other again in the AFC playoffs.
0: Yeah, they're, they are the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning matchup. Yes. Every time you see them, you know, mm-hmm. there's and I know there's the Justin Herberts and there's the Lamars. But if you look at the play this year and Josh the whole Allen, team aspect, the yeah. whole team
1: aspect of it, too, you know, like they have the the whole unit playing as one. So it's yep. it's more it's more of a dominance thing for the whole team as as just the quarterback excelling.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you um let's uh let's continue with nfl we just talked about it briefly a bunch of teams kind of in that three and three two and four four and two range who's kind of been your most surprising team in success-wise, obviously not decline. I think for us, if we say in the decline Success-wise,
1: wise, it's got to right? be the J-E-T-S yeah. Jets. So, I mean, <laughs> look at these guys. They, they they look like they hit on both the Offensive Rookie of the Year and the Defensive mm-hmm. Rookie here with Saul Gardner on defense and Brees Hall, who both of us picked up in fantasy. Great where, like, fantasy like took, took a shot on it, and this yep. guy looks like an alpha. looks like a great running back, great hit on that. But not only that, like it doesn't seem like they... They drafted really well, but also, like, they just seem like a whole new team, a whole new regime. The coach got them playing confidently. They're blowing teams out. They crushed the Packers. They made a statement on that. So, yeah, it's very early, sure. But, like, to be a 4-2 and two Jets team at a team that was at the, you know, basement dweller last year, the bottom, bottom of the barrel, ranked 32 out of 32, 30, 30 out of 32, kind of in the bottom of this year. It's a huge surprise to see them take this much of a step. And I hope they can continue it because it looks yeah. good.
0: Well, I was going to say, I think the biggest thing about that is they're, I don't think it's a fluke. I, I think they're a good football team. I think mm-hmm. they're a really good NFL football team on both sides of the ball. Robert Saul is a phenomenal head coach. He was a Niners defensive coordinator a couple of years ago. So it doesn't shock me that he got this turned around. I'm a little shocked he got it turned around this quick with, like you said, the rookies coming into the NFL, there's always that time to adjust, but yeah. whatever mindset that he has on that team with those players, they are yeah. all bought in and and they look like a good football team. Um, for me, surprise wise, I think you could go Jets. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. I'm going to stay in New York and I'm going to go Giants. I think oh, right. the Giants yeah. are yeah. a prime example of what a good head coach can do to a franchise i mean going into the season it was saquon's injured are they gonna ship him out is he gonna come back is daniel jones really the guy they don't have a star receiver i mean they paid kenny galladay a gazillion dollars and he's done nothing for them oh since my he's gosh. been there yeah they're five and one yeah, they're five and about, one and talk
1: about the roster construction for them, just getting the most out of their players. That's what's the most impressive mm-hmm. thing for both these New York teams. And I think it's, it's, it starts at the top. I think their coaches also are a huge, huge component of that. Cause they're fiery guys. Yep. They're guys that are super, you can see their passion right there. And I think it, it's rubbing off, especially you get some big wins right there. That's all it takes. And, uh, and that's also what I want to say too, about, I think today's NFL is, Everyone's expecting that, that you need a three-year process with these coaches. Look at some of these coaches, yeah. what they're doing in year one, year two, like that. So, um, I mean, those guys, there's Ron Rivera. is like, you guys, he, he, stop saying these three-year processes need to be taken down because yeah. you're seeing these guys come and they're making change without, without this huge roster upgrade, it looks like. So, I mean, that's how it is. And that's the same thing with the quarterbacks that come into the league now. They're kind of expected to get there and take that jump.
0: I'm going to say this, and this goes back again. I know We talked about the Raiders winning, and we were wrong. I think it was two years ago or a year and a half ago. I forget. I, probably two years ago, because Sirianni's been the head coach for the Eagles two years now, I believe. Mm-hmm. When he was hired and we heard that press conference, we came yes. on one of the podcasts, and we were like, who is this guy? Yeah, We all did. Like, yep. Come Absolutely. on. This yeah. is the head coach.
1: Fumbling all over Six his words. 0. Didn't really make sense, but look at him now, man. They He's...
0: look, the Eagles, again, a surprise team. Yeah. Am I going to put them up there at the top? No, because they were a good team last year. They led the league in rushing. They were a physical team. They got into the playoffs. They were a tough out. If you could beat them. The big question was Jalen hurts, but Jalen hurts is a Bama guy. He comes from Alabama well, and then Oklahoma, but he comes from Nick Saban and you just, he's got his head on, right? So there was no doubt in my mind that he was going to come into the season and be better than he was last year. And he was still pretty good last year. It was all about throwing the ball. You get AJ, Brown, AJ and Brown, Devonte Smith, Smith with lip,
1: Miles Sanders run running hard. I I know it's week seven and it's, it's a big leap and way to be a prisoner of the moment. But I have the Eagles in the Super Bowl. They sure. look on for the NFC side. Just as yep. a, as a lack of people showing their dominance in the NFC is barring injury. The way Jalen Hurts is playing mm-hmm. and that defensive front and the defensive backs. Those corners are outstanding. Those receivers are outstanding. The running game is outstanding good tight end. Like yeah. I just special teams. And then they believe in the hype. I just think Jalen hurts all credit to him. I said, the pressure was on him and Tua this year had the most sleep to, to kind of make something with their big name receivers. And I think both Tua had an injury, but have Obviously, both have lived yeah. up to it so far. So it's so big up to those Bama boys and pains me as an NFC East fan, but I, I got to tip my cap to the Eagles. They look legit.
0: Yeah. They, I, I'm I'm there Six with and you and I got a team in the NFC and I'm mm-hmm. I would be worried to play the Eagles right now. Mm-hmm. Um especially but, they
1: get um, home field too.
0: Everyone bought in, oh, Cowboys every year, Cowboys every year, Cowboys started out pretty hot. Eagles dominated the Cowboys in that game. And I know maybe the score didn't show it.
1: They had like a They'll soft draw. third third quarter the Eagles yeah, didn't let them back in the game full but that's control it control of that game yes, and I did. think
0: that shows big time just the level that they're at right now. I would yeah. love to see a Eagles Bills or Eagles Chiefs, you know, yeah. just to kind of see where they stack with those top 2 teams that have been there the last couple of years, you know what I mean? So shout
1: out, shout out the NFC East, but not my team. Like they all, they, they, they're <laughs> going to be good. They're going to be good matches. to what even watch the giants play the Eagles and watch the, you know, them all them beat the crap, beat the crap out of each other.
0: Yeah. So uh, another team I want to touch on that's leading their division. They're kind of tied, but it, big, big fan. You're a big fan of this team. I want to know your opinion. Your Ravens, Lamar yes. Jackson. Yes. Big, big shout th- out to Lamar Jackson. First of all, for shutting down the contract talks coming in and saying, I'm going to just go play. I'm going to ball out, forget injuries, things like that, which he's really been doing. Mm -hmm. It's more the defense that's been letting them up. Um, But that's kind of a shock for them to be three and three.
1: Yeah, man, that their biggest nemesis has been the fourth quarter this whole season. I feel like Mm -hmm. they've been jumping up on teams or they've either just been in tight games and they just can't close. And that's a shame when you have the best special teams kicker of all time on your team as well. But A lot of mistakes, a lot of miscues. Um, I just feel like, yeah, they're they have they have a few injuries as well, but um, to to still be going through that, have heartbreaking losses, to still be at the top of your division at three and three means that you could put that aside and still get it right. I think that they're they're pretty sure thing to always kind of be in that playoff mix, if not in the playoffs. So. I think they'll be fine. I, I like Lamar Jackson barring injury. I think that they should be fine, but they, they're definitely looking at him now with all the decision-making going in with all these fourth quarter mishaps and play calls the rest of the seasons. Everyone's going to be staring at Harbaugh and Lamar mm-hmm. just to see on how they're going to react to these tight games.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, that's a really good point. Um, the, the one thing about the Ravens in previous years is they've always out muscled everybody, you know, mm-hmm. physical run game. Yeah, Be the bully guy and you don't necessarily see that from them through these first six weeks. Um, I mean, Lamar's getting his stats and that type of stuff, but you got the J.K. Dobbins coming off the injury, you know, kind of get them involved, kind of get back to who you are, which as a Niner fan, that's where that's kind of what the Niners are. They're a run first team and you see them play the Falcons last week and Jimmy G threw 41 times like right we're not going to win if Jimmy G throws the ball 40 times or run first team. So I think the identity of some of these teams that are in that middle bunch, they got to get back to who they are. And I think the Ravens are that run first type team, you know, sure. out who's coming in. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, one more team I want to touch on before we move on and get into a couple game picks is Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom mm-hmm, Brady. Mm-hmm.
1: Another division where the division leaders three and three. So it's just mm-hmm. a, it shows there's like four divisions right there that yeah. 500 is at, at the top of the division. Um, so I th- think that's another thing that's in their cap too, like that they're still sitting there. They've had a lot of miscues, a lot of injuries. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady just does not seem as sharp or as, Kind of dialed in as he has been, or as motivating, or as inspiring. Yeah. Paul Barrett, he has a lot of things going on in his personal life right now, so that is a huge factor. But I mean, Ben Roethlisberger has come out in a podcast and saying that he looks like he should have retired. That yet I know that feeling of rethinking everything. So sure. I don't know if that's coming into play with Tom at all. If he's regretting his decision, but to to be all said that. They're still there, there's still time, and they're still at the top division, then they'll be they could be all right to make a run. That's not the window's not closed on that.
0: Yeah. I mean, he doesn't turn the ball over, so that's always a bonus for them. But he mm-hmm. does he looks old, which is shocking yep. to me for the first time. Yeah. Um, and he looks distracted, which we talked about this going into the season when they lost their center. Mm-hmm. the pressure up the middle tom doesn't like to get hit and he's getting hit and i think that's a big factor into why he looks the way that he looks but they got Leonard for they got mike evans they got chris godwin um they got that defense which may have slipped up the last week but they're gonna be there so i i count them to be in the nfc playoffs um yeah, but yeah. to me they don't look like one of those big dog threats like they have no. in the past no. so no we'll see how that season unfolds for them um yep. And then last one, if you want to touch on it, your boy Justin Jefferson, Vikings 5-1. and one. Did you see that happening?
1: Well, they've always had the potential, especially on offense. And uh, it's just the defense had been inconsistent last year with the coaching change. I liked them getting O'Connell because he's a good uh, kind of Sean McVay, like mastermind, came from like the same coordinator, same kind of tree. So I knew that their offense would be sharp. Now they've got a good upgrade from their defense. I think that they are Talented enough and strong enough to do it. I mean, Kirk and prime time is, is a serious mm. thing that yeah. you can't ignore. So when the pressure gets on and we get down to December, are, are they going to fold like a chair? Who I can't say that he's going to overcome that just by their start. But if they keep separating themselves with enough wins, then it's going to be easier for them to not have that pressure on them. But if Rodgers gets hot, who knows? I, I still think that Rodgers is not done You know, I mean, maybe a get right game against Washington to get some mojo back. Maybe that's all they need. And we'll see. But I'll I'll give, you know, they have a good roster in Minnesota. But until I see Kirk Cousins do it on a more consistent basis, I'm not going to put much stock into them making a playoff run.
0: Sure. Yeah. And as long as they stay healthy, I know Dalvin Cook's always kind of been in and out, although this year he's looked healthy. He's been playing Mm. really, really well. That defense has stepped up. Yeah. Um, But when you get down towards the later end of the season and those meaningful games to get into the playoffs, you got to yep. see where Kirk kind of ends up, but starting out five and one, Ooh, he throws him, it to yeah, gives <laughs> him that little leadway going yeah. into it. So. Which teams
1: are you throwing into at that time? <laughs>
0: yeah, um, all right. So this week, week that's seven it. matchups, there's not a ton of really good matchups. Um, not I got much. four on the slate that we can pick from. Okay, um, one of the week four teams, picks, week four picks, week seven picks, are my has bad. been um, week seven picks, four games, that's what four it games, means. that's right. So let's go first one. We got Chiefs at 49ers. I think Chiefs are favored by two. Where Ooh, are you going, Pat? Daddy.
1: They're at 49ers. At let's 49ers. See, I mean, and we don't know if McCaffrey's going to play yet, though,
0: right? We don't know if he's going to play.
1: I imagine he can't clear. It's, it's a Friday right now, so I can't imagine him clearing enough time. I mean, if he does, I'll be kind of killer. Um, I think your boys kind of need this game to kind of you know, so put too. themselves <laughs> as a pinnable, pinnable NFC favorite, the juggernaut. I think their team, your team is built to be a big NFC contender. So with that said, though, Patrick Mahomes is on another level at know, the moment. Man. It's going to be hard to keep up with him. Where <laughs> Should you
0: pick first? It's good. You can do it. Just go with it.
1: <laughs> I'm going to pick the Chiefs. That's I'm going to pick the Chiefs. But I, I am pulling for my commanders are long and out of it. I am pulling for your Niners to represent the NFC. I'm a Niner fan. Bang bang Niner gang. I'm in as far as I can go. Yes, yeah. But uh
0: I just think this weekend <laughs> It's tough. Maybe it's a Mahomes. tough one. Yeah. yeah. Um look, the Niners should maybe the Niners should have beat the Bears in the Swamp Fest, which they didn't. They should have mm-hmm. beat the Broncos in a ten to eleven game and right. they didn't. And they should have beat the Falcons last week, although we did have a lot of injuries on the defensive side. um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of where they slipped up. So I think the Niners are a better team than what their record shows, although we are dealing with some injuries. Hopefully Bosa comes back. Trent Williams comes back. I am not going to count on Christian McCaffrey for this game, although if they get 10 play package for him, that would be great. Um, The Chiefs secondary is not very good. Mm-hmm. So I think if the Niners can get back to who they are as a run first team to open up the pass game and Jimmy throws it 25 times, um, I think Kittle can get really involved in this game. Ayuk has really stepped up. So I'm with you. I think that it's kind of a must win game for the Niners. Um, go Niners. So I'm going to I'm going to go bias. I'm going to root for my Niners. To, I'm pulling to for pull out Niners. that win. I'm pulling um, for your Niners. But I'm nervous about it. So we'll yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm a little nervous about it. So that's all right. That goes. Dan goes Niners. Uh, right. Second matchup. Sneaky team, which I just spoke about. Falcons three and three of Bengals three and three. This is a game um, to see who will be atop the NFC South after this. Bengals yeah. favored six and a half coming off a get right game. Where are you yep. going?
1: And same same with the Falcons. Uh, I'm going to yeah. go with Bengals. I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think that a lot last year, too. You didn't have much. Stock early on in the Bengals, too. I think they kind of were a second half team and then they kind of excelled and they went on Mm -hmm. a run in the playoffs. I think they're going to kind of that's going to happen similar this season, too. I'm going to go Bengals in this one.
0: Um, I think the Falcons are a definitely better team than yes. what most people might make them out to be. I mean, they Drake wouldn't, have London's ten- good too. They are. Yeah. And they, I would, I don't want to say they would have beat the bucks, but that cheap yeah. pass roughing the passer would have given them the ball midfield with a chance to go down and tie the what game. What could have been, what could have be. been. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the Bengals figured it out offensively last week. That's kind of where their struggle has been. And I mm-hmm. think that they're going to continue to move forward with the Jamar chase The Joe Burrow connection, they got three dynamic receivers and they're going to get Joe Mixon more involved, which they did last year. That's why they were so good. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm with you. I'm going to roll Bengals in that game.
1: Nice. Uh,
0: Next up, another little sneaky team. We talked about the quarterback earlier, Geno Smith. We got Seahawks at Chargers. Chargers have been very up and down this year. Um, And we thought, I think going into the season that they were going to be one of the better teams. Justin Herbert, maybe in that MVP race. Yeah. Um, And he's just they just kind of look off.
1: Yeah, a little bit. They've given up a lot of points here. I mean, the defense has been inconsistent to say the least. And then Justin Herbert, too. I mean, having your top, I feel like he's missing Keenan Allen a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's it's a big time. I big rapport. I think he's supposed to be back. They've been running the ball better too. But um them still at four and two. They'll take it probably. Well, positive record. I'm gonna take the Chargers.
0: I would lean more towards the um towards the Seahawks. Yeah. If it was in Seattle, yes. but I think being in L.A., mm-hmm. I think that favors the Chargers. Um, yep. The one thing is that the Chargers just can't stop the run. Yep. But the Seahawks are that Kenneth Walker, the third, I think, is their yep. running back. He's a starter um, now, which is he's he's come out and he's played pretty well. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know if in the air, Gino is going to be able to compete with Justin Herbert if Herbert Keen comes- Keenan Allen back. If it comes um, to a
1: big shootout game. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I could see it being a close game, um, but I'll take Chargers as well in this one. I think All right. coming off the win that they just had, I think that was a Thursday night game. I can't yep. remember. Um, that yep. again, they moving in the right, right side direction.
1: Overtime. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And then the last one, another one for a division lead. You got the Colts three, two and one at the Titans, who was been a powerhouse the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. And were like what's going on? Where you at on that one?
1: I mean, the Titans just seem like the most mediocre team this year. I, yeah. I, I mediocre team like, I don't know. They just seem really, really not going to give up huge, huge amount of points there, but also going to play pretty consistent. They got the good running game still. You have seen a lot of resurgence from the Colts in the past few, few weeks from Matt Ryan and kind of getting more of a rapport there.
0: Michael Pittman.
1: Michael Pittman getting back in the map. I'm going to go Colts right here. Matt Ryan has a big game.
0: Yeah, I don't, I just don't trust the Titans right now. I think the loss of AJ Brown is pretty big for them. I know they got Allen Robinson, but Allen Robinson's not a number one receiver. Yeah. Um, hard to trust Ryan Tannehill. He was Alan, pulled a couple no, they games a, ago. Yeah. You mean Robert Woods? Robert, Robert Woods. Woods. That's yeah, yeah. 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 Allen yep. Robinson's on the Rams. That's right. Yeah. They, he, he's been sucking
1: too, though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but I just, you know, Tannehill was pulled in a big loss. They put Malik Willis in. So you, you wonder where that kind of sits with things. Sure. Um, I know they have Derrick Henry, but he needs more help than just Derrick Henry. Yeah. The Colts have a pretty good run defense. Um, I like the combination with Ryan and Pittman. Jonathan Taylor gets rocking and rolling. Yeah. I just don't believe in the Titans. So I'm going to mm. roll with the Colts, too. I'm not a huge believer in the Colts, but I think in this game. Yeah, I believe the Colts more than I believe the Titans for sure. For sure. Um, so good picks there. All right, cool. So, those are the game picks. Yeah, daddy goes Chiefs, Dan goes Niners, and then we're all together on Bengals, Chargers, and the Colts for week seven. Right. Um, all right, Pat Daddy, that captures our week seven NFL picks and recap. Let's get into the NFL yeah. playoffs that have been fire
1: October. 111
0: win Dodgers out New Boop. York Mets out which a lot no. of people thought it was gonna be Mets Yankees Yankees already down to nothing to the Astros you got Padres Phillies one and one what's going I guess I on was,
1: I guess I was a year too early on my Padres prediction right right I go think I predicted him yeah. last year to do it but now it looks like the Padres looking pretty good and all this without Tatis I know Isn't that crazy like how does he say they're and-
0: not playing so hot after that yeah. trade
1: but they not no not he's definitely not you know established himself. Machado's playing out of his mind though he too. Is, yeah. Just the whole unit though has been playing top tier, and you know he's got a to wonder too though. If they they go on a run, they win it all too. Like you win it without. Kind of reminds me of the Braves without Okuna. They mm-hmm. they like won it without him. Like these guys are like supposed to be the next tier head honcho guys of the league, and these teams are winning without them. Yeah. So you know maybe no, you well, don't. That's another team. In
0: those. Yeah. That's another team that was a shock of the Braves getting the Braves out too. You know, defending defending world champs. So, yeah, um, I I think it's kind of ironic, and I don't say this as a dig to you, but the teams that are left and how many former Nationals are on? Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, no. oh yeah, Bryce Harper. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yep, and yep, they're all yep. playing lights out.
1: No, so, Josh Bell, yeah, yeah. all them. the um Schwarber, Schwarber <laughs> hitting
0: 488 I know. bombs.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, um, basically the whole playoffs was all nats. You know, we yeah. when you had the Mets when you had you know Scherzer and you had Trey Turner on the yeah. Dodgers. It was crazy. But that's the league though too. When we get to the trade deadline, they all kind of got to load up for those those core teams that are in the mix. But yeah, um, it was cool. We haven't been on here in a while. It was cool to see Seattle get in after not so long. Yep. It was good. Good. Like yeah, that, this that whole playoffs that. have been great
0: was a 25 year streak or something like that.
1: Yeah. But I mean, who's stopping the Astros right now? I, I mean, that have they ever taken that adversity to be you know labeled as cheaters and which I was very hardcore on them and all all the league was basically.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: But shows like they just didn't need that to even to be a dominant team to have that advantage was shady. Yes, but the caliber of this team and it's a whole new lineup and whole new regime dusty took over it and yep. dude they've they're they're right there and they're they could they could silence a lot of people with going on here they're a few games away to shutting everyone up and embracing the hate on all that they felt so it's it's good for them and good to see them rally you know because all they had was each other in the locker room i think in that core fan base that was still behind them but man they I- And with the Yankees without their bats, like like, it's just looking like they're going to run away with this thing.
0: Well, and this is a stat I heard the other day, and I think this is what the biggest problem is going to be for the Yankees. And then um, I'm going to pick the Astros to move on to the world series, but whether the Padres or Phillies who all have really good bats, the Mm -hmm. issue they're going to run into is not only do the Astros have great starting pitching, but in the playoffs so far, their bullpen has pitched 23 innings. They have 29 strikeouts and they've given up two earned runs. So their ERA for the, entire bullpen is 0.77. Yikes. So if you're going to beat the Astros, yep. you got to put up runs early on their starters, which yep. is a tall task in itself. Cause once they get to that bullpen, they're shutting everybody down. And you see that in the first two games against the Yankees, you know, and then, already and up then, two
1: and then you saw the Astros they're they're not going to put their foot off the gas too. They went yeah. 18 in- innings to get that, that walk off win time. right there like that. So that bullpen is legitimate and they didn't crack.
0: Yeah. Let's uh let's go to the other series, Padres Phillies, like you were just saying, you know, a little Man. early on that Padres pick. But I, I to me, like this is Philly the most team, dynamic though. series, yeah. just yeah. offensively. You know, both teams can hit the ball, you know. Yep. So a lot of star power on both teams, too.
1: Yeah. You know, a lot of lot of a lot of weight, a lot of people on each squad that can hurt you up, up top of the lineup and down the lineup, too. Great pitching as well. Good managed teams. It's um it's funny, the Phillies, the turnaround though. From the start of the season, they almost had their coach fired yeah. early on, and they've been rallying in a back. couple of moves like that. So, I don't know. It, it, I, I, I like both teams here. Bryce Harper's playing out of his mind. and uh, But I'm going to lead Padres right now. I think their pitching a little stronger, and I think them getting that comeback win the other night, I think it was good for them. That but, motivation, yeah. But the Phillies, man, it's tough to play in Philly.
0: It's tough to play in Philly. Um, I, I will take Astros Padres in the world series. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I know there's star power on both sides, but the moves that the Padres made and over the last couple years to build mm-hmm. that roster, mm-hmm. I think is was specifically for where they're at right now. And I think that's, what's going to put them over the edge and get them into the series. But I mean, I could see this going the full seven games, just the yeah. way they're playing right now. I, I don't hope. see the Yankees going that far. They may get one at home, mm-hmm. Um but I think the Astros are pretty much going to seal that series out. I think Padres and Phillies will be tricky, but I'm going to take Astros Padres in the World Series. So
1: that will be a good one. It'll be I a good mean, one. The, the four remaining teams are all elite and it's going to be a good one no matter how it goes. So baseball's alive and well. Yeah. October is the best.
0: Um only been 2 games so far, but let's get <laughs> into the NBA. Um two Not games so too long for the Lakers <laughs> <laughs> no we're going there uh, yeah. first Warriors get the rings love to see that the other night I do want to talk which we haven't been on a podcast yep. in a while but I want yep. your opinion on the Draymond Jordan Poole incident <laughs> video mm-hmm. what yeah. do you think how what's your opinion on it how do you think that's going to sit with the team and potentially long term for certain players
1: well I think we all couldn't can tell then already know that Draymond cannot control his emotions very well. As Big you time. see him come time on the court, off the court mm-hmm. and in practice now. So I think uh, that's always a cause for concern when it gets to a physical level and assault level and, and knocking out one of your upstarts and, and, and your teammate too. Yeah. I mean, dustups happen all the time and, you know, fights happen in practice. It's a competitive competitive sports so i mean it happens you've heard it from michael jordan steve kerr gotten into it some of the best teams you know kobe Shaq, would never got along and they've gotten into in yeah. fist fights too so i definitely think there's a way that they could still be successful but there's definitely going to be some resentment there and there's going to be something there that they're always going to hold on to but um as far as the team i mean i do definitely think that makes the future for Draymond a little less likely in Golden State with the uh, Jordan Poole getting contract with Wiggins getting a contract mm-hmm. and the Warriors looking as good as they are. I think they have a lot more assets where they do, they can kind of take the next step to fill in that Draymond role. Um, so I think they kind of help that that knockout kind of help seal seal the deal for him in Golden State long term.
0: Sure. Um, That's the first thing that I thought about right after that. I knew they were going to pay pool and I knew they were going to pay Wiggins. And a lot of that was because of what they did in the playoff run. Mm-hmm. Um, Draymond did not have a good playoff run for us last year. He had a couple of good games in the championship series, but the, a lot of the talk was what's going on with Draymond. Where is he? So mm-hmm. you have that performance coming off of last season. Then you see this going into the season and they pay Wiggins and they pay pool who are younger, hungrier, more offensive weapons, and great shooters to go with Steph and Clay. Um, He has two years left on his contract. He does want that max extension. There was talk about that in the offseason. He can opt in, and this is his choice at, after this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know long-term if Draymond Green is going to be the best bet for the Golden State Warriors. No I way. won four championships with him. Um, but I don't think mm-hmm. Steve Kerr wants to continue to deal with this Night in, night out. His anger management, his ejections, all that type of stuff. Because it comes. Sometimes it happens in critical moments, in critical games, and then he gets out. And I, he's a phenomenal defender, and he is a huge asset on the offensive side with the pick right. and roll game and that type right. of stuff. Yeah. But when you get the health and the youth of Wiggins and Poole and the shooting ability of them, yep. I think you can replace that piece. Of mm-hmm. the offense with the pick and roll and all that you get James Wiseman who hasn't played because he's been injured as a big man he was playing a lot of pick and roll in that first game helping out Steph um so I I think the Warriors can overcome potentially losing him I know there's been chatter that maybe he wants to go to the Lakers to pair up with LeBron whatever we'll see what happens do I think it's going to affect their championship run this year no, no I think I think the Warriors are favorite to repeat yep um, they look great night one obviously health all that plays a factor, but I just think the depth. I mean, they they have a good 10-11 man roster that they're going to float in and out of games with, and the youth that they have, I think, will help carry them throughout the rest of the season. But oh, I think yeah. it's a big deal for Draymond, and he might have just signed signed his exit out of the Warriors going after this season.
1: I honestly think it's the Warriors League, and everyone else is just below. For sure. now, as long as Steph is playing, as long yeah. as Clay is out there, and the roster that they have, and Kerr, like that, it's it's the Warriors' championship to lose, barring injury.
0: Yeah, I, I I'm right there with you. Um, got to get to the Lakers, man. Owen two, they just Bad. don't look good. They have no outside shooting. I think nope. through the first two games from three, I admitted shooting, it, twenty two percent. Which I mean, is you terrible. can
1: see it. I mean, it's, a blind man can see that too. It's just like looking at the roster first, and then you watch it too. There's just no way that's gonna be an not an ongoing thing is that mm. they're going to be like suddenly be able to shoot. Like that's just not, they're not constructed that way. So some of the lames got to go on Plinka. Some of it's got to go on LeBron because yeah. he has a lot of hand in who comes and who goes. And Russell Westbrook just does not look anything like the Russell Westbrook last of o. Night. not good. So they're, they're in deep, deep trouble, deep poop yeah. right there.
0: I'm going to say this and people are going to be like, you're crazy. They're not going to do that. Da-da-da-da-da. If LeBron James wants to win another championship, <laughs> he needs to the leave. he needs to leave Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, I, most I likely, think the way it's looking now. The way it's looking now.
0: If I'm a Lakers fan at this point, I would want them to blow it all up. Get rid sure. of LeBron, get rid of AD, get rid of Russ, and get assets, over. get picks, yeah, and start all over. Because AD Might went be down bad. last night. It was a scary injury, hurt his back. Yep. So what does that yep. tell you? Two games in, he's gonna be out. Mm-hmm. Russ 0 for 11, LeBron's going to get his, but because of the money all their contracts demand, they they don't have anything to go get anything to help them out. And I think you got to blow it up. And LeBron, I would go somewhere else to try to win a ring. And and it just, I don't know what else they could do.
1: And as as good as LeBron is, the ceiling of this team looks like to me what maybe the ceiling is a a four seed four yeah. seeds that's not at really that's at best a five seed like if that's that's the ceiling and there's n- that four seed five seed is still nowhere close to the Warriors or Suns maybe one mm-hmm. seed where they're just hands down above better and maybe even the Mavericks right now like, like sure. it's just it just seems like those teams are just going to be far more superior where that's just going to be a second round exit and that's the ceiling and that's if suddenly like, they get hot and like that so is that what Lakers are expecting titles? They're not expecting second round exits. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. if a thing like that is might as well, you know, yep. get rid of um, it early.
0: Well, let's stay on another big dog team. Let's go to the East. I know it's only been one game, but Brooklyn Nets blown mm. out by the Pelicans. Zion Williamson, who look, they look like a <laughs> really good team. Yeah. First of all, you got um, CJ McCollum, you got Brandon Ingram, you got Zion Williamson. They mm. looked great and they blew out Brooklyn in Brooklyn with, yeah, KD, you got Kyrie and then Ben Simmons fouling out well, first game well, in two years.
1: I think the next scapegoat is going to be Steve Nash. They're probably going to like want to X out Steve Nash. They're going to say he's the problem or something, get a new coach in and which might not be ex- exactly the truth. But yeah, who knows? I mean, it's, it's a long NBA season is the longest and a lot of things can happen. But, you know, they, they, there's there's a team that always is going to get the spotlight. And that's the New York Nets when you have the star power on there, too you got a guy like Kyrie and Kevin Durant on the same team, and they're not winning games, people yeah. are going to wonder why.
0: Um, Before we pick, I mean, West, who you got coming out of the West? I'm going to say Warriors. Warriors. All right. And then when we get to the East, but before we pick the East, I do want to talk about, well, Philly, obviously, is always there. They've had two mm-hmm. games. They're 0-2, got 0 beat 2? by Boston, which everyone thought was going to be an issue because of the Ime Udoka scandal and all that yeah. type of stuff. They yeah. looked awesome.
1: Yep. Like, they, awesome looked, they looked stout. It looks out. Um,
0: Milwaukee beat Philly last night, close game, but still pulled it out so yeah. in, on the east side. Who do you like?
1: Um, I, I want to lean Boston, but I, who knows how, like, if the coach is going to be up for those big, big games down, down the stretch, I'm going to say Milwaukee because they have the pieces there. They're a championship team from mm-hmm. a few years ago um, and they can make a run. And I think in, in an east division, that's Eastern Conference, that's, not filled with so many elite teams. I'm going to trust the ones that have one of the best players and the best units, too, best wingmen.
0: Yeah. I'm going to roll with you, too. I think Milwaukee is is the best team in the East, although I, I'm not jumping off the Boston train, especially no, after either. watching them in that first game. Sure. Um, Because Milwaukee's doing what they're doing. I know it's only been one game, but even last year, and Middleton's not even back yet. Yep. So once yep. they get Middleton back to help out offensively, with Drew holiday and with um, Giannis and it could I be just, scary. That's going to yeah. be a scary team to beat. And I don't know if Boston with, when they face them can match up to that size because Boston doesn't have Robert Williams, their big center because he's out and he's injured. So I'm going to roll with the bucks out of the East and roll with the Warriors out of the West very early in the season, long sure. way to go. Hopefully injuries don't play an impact. Um, but nba's back which is always exciting you're with all sports we you're got them all back 1-0. what do you think about the new squad with the trade with the porzingis and all that type of stuff how do you feel with that did you get to watch anything in that first
1: game? i watched so i just watched the highlights i didn't really go to watch the much of the actual game itself uh you know i it's a long nba season <laughs> yeah. i mean i feel like we're not going to yeah. expect much here um i want them to play hard we want to see some some kind of growth here but there, there's a lot of work to be done. Weston sells seems like he's got his hands, uh, got work cut out for him, sure. <laughs> like that. So. sure.
0: I think the Beal Porzingis could be a good little combo. Um, could be, could be Kuzma and all them, but uh, but we'll but see. Time Get will tell. Def- yeah,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: All right, Pat Daddy. Anything What's else you up? want to touch on?
1: I think that's it. All just is. I want. I'm gonna think. I'm gonna close out every podcast, or at least say in every podcast, Dan Snyder, sell the team, please, just sell, please sell the team. Just, just I this, just. <laughs> it's just it's over. Like, how is he? I, I think that we have some movement now that we have an actual owner, Jim Ursay, who has skeletons in his closet of his own. I know that. So he's not a perfect owner. But the fact that he had the balls to go up and say something publicly yeah. in front of a camera about trying to address the Dan Snyder thing, that is momentum movement. Someone was able to say something. Now it's going to be a conversation. Just need three-quarter of the votes. Need 24 yeah. owners to say this guy is not fit to run a franchise and not fit to run a steady, healthy business, work environment, yeah. a safe and work environment, too. All the things. And he's taking money from us. And he's doing this. Like There's so many things.
0: And he's bouncing 50-50 raffle checks. Did bouncing 50-50 like, raffle on. checks.
1: $14,000. Someone won the raffle, and the check bounced. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Uh, it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy to me that he still has a gig. But the fact that we're getting owners speak out now i think that that's a sign a step in the right direction hopefully so sell the team i think it's a matter
0: of when not if even though they're coming out saying they're not going to and i think this never will this investigation has to be yeah he
1: never will he has to be voted out
0: this new investigation that's going on i think this the findings of this has to be released because the previous investigation that went on Goodell kept it silent, punished him, and did not release any of the findings. I think this has to be released. I think he has to sell. There's got to be 24 owners that say he is not a part of this Billionaires Boys Club. It's not a benefit to the Shield. And yep. We need we need to get him out. So I'm yeah. right there with you. And, and until that happens, unfortunately, I know you're a diehard fan, but it's it's just... As a player, as a coach, you saw Ron Rivera in that he just the pressure on all of them from all this outside outside noise yeah. affects their play on the field and it affects the coaching. You see that, and he went off on the press conference like these guys don't deserve to deal with all this nonsense yeah. because of the owner, and it's, well, it's it sucks. But well,
1: sell the team, sell the sell team to get voted
0: out. Yep. Vote them out. Owners, step up. Yeah. All right, Sibs Nation. Right. That's episode fifty-one. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for sticking with us and listening during our gaps. We're gonna try to get this a little bit more consistent. Um, life happens, things get busy, but we definitely enjoy doing it. So uh, we're gonna try to keep it going and uh, let us know your thoughts.
1: Oh yeah, happy drink, Sibs Nation. We'll get back to you. Peace.